Welcome to another edition of Hockey the Podcast. Today we bring in the man who has moved to the helm. It's AJ Springs, the new head coach of the Spa South Africa Indoor Hockey Woman, who uh, have some plans for the year ahead, a few series, and of course building to the 2025 Indoor Hockey World Cup, where they look to do as well, if not better, than they did here on South African soil. All that and more in this edition of Hockey the Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of Hockey the Podcast. Well, we celebrated the career that was Lenny Buerta, a wonderful career at the helm of the South African women's indoor hockey team. But the time to move on and focus is already here as we now will start to look at the next steps. And of course, the first one of those steps is the announcement of Lenny's successor. He didn't, we didn't have to look too far. We looked into the camp at the World Cup, the team that came fourth at the World Cup. And of course, uh, their assistant coach, AJ Springsook, he's in fact had almost 50 test caps in that role, having first been part of the, the three-match series of the three-nation series all the way back in 2019, all the way up to an indoor World Cup in South Africa in Pretoria. AJ, for the first time ever, welcome to the... Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to any conversation as the head coach of the South African women's hockey, indoor hockey team. Hi, Tyron. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's a it's a pretty special uh, feeling, and yeah, I'm very happy to be and obviously honoured to to be taking over from Lenny, who's obviously given so much towards the team. A- absolutely. I mean, it would be remiss not to start there. Your, your thoughts on Lenny and, and the 132 test match uh, series or run that he had as the head coach, the highs, the lows, and just also what a blessing it has been for you personally to work in the team with him. Yeah, I think, you know, when you talk in dark in South Africa, Lenny Porter's name is one of the first names that pops up. I I, had a, I was very fortunate to, I'd met Lenny many years ago, but we'd never had any sort of working relationship or any friendship. We just knew each other. Um, and then I was at a tournament and Lenny actually approached me after one of my first tournaments as the Western Province Pens coach. And he said, do you want to come to one of the camps just to observe, just come have a look at what's going on? And then from there, it snowballed into the me being appointed as the assistant coach a year later. And he's he's been instrumental in 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 my 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 knowledge of the game, um, also in, in, in the way that he runs runs things in the team. I'm very appreciative of what I've learned from him over the years. I've spent six years with him and there's always been different scenarios that we've been faced with and our relationship has has been very close. Um, it's always important, obviously, for a head coach and assistant coaches to have a close relationship. We've had many times where we've disagreed on many things, but our relationship was so close that we could have conversations and and discuss those things. And we were very open about a lot of things that um, we 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 did um, as coaches, and I think that's one of the one of the reasons why the team was potentially successful is that there was no animosity between myself and Lenny. We, we were very open. Whenever there were disagreements, we'd talk about it very openly, and our friendship grew like that. And I, I'm very appreciative of the way in which he brought me into the system, and and what I've learned and what he did. I, I mean, I could see firsthand the amount of heart and soul he put into the team 
um, and and what he what it meant for him. So I, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, want to try and think of what he's going through right now, especially having been part of the system for so long. Um, it must be a tough decision for him, but I want to wish him well for whatever he's got planned. I know he's got young grandkids now. He's got uh, a part of his life where he, he must be looking forward to it, but I know that it's going to be a, a tough one for him to step away after what he's achieved. And exactly that is a great place to put it. What you achieved, fourth place at the end of Hockey World Cup is where it ended. Team currently ranked sixth. How special was it to be part of that Indoor Hockey World Cup as the assistant coach? I had a conversation with a with a coach from Canada, um, Shank, and we were talking about it. And we, it, it's still very difficult to put into words. I mean, we arrived at the first game. We we played Austria in the very first game, and the game was eight thirty in the morning on a Sunday. And we all thought, "Keepers, we're not going to have anybody in the crowd. It's going to be quiet." And when we arrived at about, I think we arrived at the field at about quarter past seven. The place was near to, it was probably 80% full at that point with people streaming in. And we just, it hit us that we were at a World Cup and that this is going to be one heck of a ride. And what a great ride it was. I mean, for us too, I remember us winning that that bronze, that, sorry, the, the quarterfinal against Belgium. And just how the place erupted when, when, we, when we adorned on us that we had made the semifinals the first time ever. Um, so to say it's special is a bit of an understatement. But it is very difficult to describe how unbelievably amazing um, the tournament was, how really special the support was from everyone. I mean, there were kids running around supporting. There were there were foreign teams supporting each other. Obviously, a lot of the foreign teams were hoping that the South African teams would, would go quite far in the tournament. Um, but it was really, you know, the camaraderie amongst the international players. It, it was just, it was unlike anything I've experienced before. Um, and something that was, uh, even the Olympic players was was saying that it was something different, something completely different and special for for all of them. So that, yeah, it's, it's very difficult to explain, but it's something that I don't think I'll experience ever again. If I do experience it, it will be on a different level. But it was something that I'm very honored to have been a part of and uh, been there to represent South Africa. And you've already had that honor, 43 test caps as the assistant coach <coughs> um, to, to represent your country, to... Uh, line up and sing the national anthem obviously not from on the field but you know how much fire does that give you how much belief does that give you how much how bad did that make you want to take the next step and take the head coach role i mean at, at there were points where i didn't really think about the head coach role um I, I i'm very good at compartmentalizing my role but standing there and just being part of it was you know you get i get goosebumps as i'm talking about it now about how you're standing shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm with your other staff members, singing the national anthem with three, 4,000 other people. And it just, it brings tears to your eyes, but it also energizes you that you're about to step into battle. And and when I was standing in that position and I was looking at Lenny because I know the amount of pressure that he'd been under. And I'd say to myself, I can do this one day. I didn't realize it would come this early. Um, although I do, I do personally feel that I am in the position to take over the role. Um, but it, it it was just one of those moments where like I could be taking this team forward. Although it's not, I, I always say this, it's not about me. It's about making sure that the players can deliver on the field. But every one of us are there representing our country. And it's only, it's only fair and it's only right that we give everything for our country whenever we step onto the field at any time, especially a World Cup. 
And and obviously, AJ, the the first thing that happens when a coach is uh, is called on in any sport, we see it with the Springboks, we see it with uh, the Bafana Bafana, we even see it with Norma Plummer when she uh, returned to the netball. Have you already started giving thoughts on um, who's going to be your captain? And have you started giving thoughts on, you know, what uh, players you do do once in, what players are maybe not currently in that you have seen and think you would like? I mean, I, I don't necessarily want specific names, but is that stuff you've already started thinking of? Yes, I have. I've actually plotted my, my plan to Africa Cup, which is just around the corner. Um, if 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 my, my understanding is correct, it hasn't obviously been announced, but we, we're probably looking at a February, March Africa Cup. And uh, that's definitely something that that's something that I've, I've scribbled down. I've scribbled down also, I've looked at all the players already. I've looked at ways in which we, we potentially want to play, uh, not necessarily changes that we want to make, but there's definitely improvements that we can make in different areas of the game. So I've, I've had done a serious amount of homework since since I was um, uh, since I was called to to officially when, when when they made it official, so my mind has been I've had not a, a good I say good sleepless nights um, and positive sleepless nights, knowing that I wake up and say okay, but we can play like this or this player can play in this position. Um, I, I do think that the twenty four that was selected is a good twenty four. Um, I don't think there was anybody. If I I, 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 I I can't think of the top of my head now, but the 24 that were selected all all deserve to be there just based on really good performances at um, one at the World Cup, and then players that have that have stepped up at IPT um, to be there. I'm excited to work with them, um, and I know that there will be challenges over the next couple of months. Um, my relationship with Charles Bonnet um, will be a close one because we'll we'll obviously discuss various um, things with regards to his program. The program that I potentially am going to put in place, so that we can give all the players a not necessarily overwork the players, but give players the opportunity they need to. Um, so yes, to answer your question, I have thought about a lot about ways in which I want to play players that um, can play in certain positions, um, things that I want to do. Um, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. I, I know I don't want to make wholesale changes to a, to a, to a system or a structure that's that has worked well for the last couple of years. Um, but I am very excited to get going. I have got going already. Um, just in my own um, in my own time, um, just spend some time analyzing. Um, so yeah, I have done quite a bit of that already. I mean, it's the first thing I thought of as soon as um, as soon as I was I was called to say that I would be taking over the taking over the role. And uh, yeah, how did you celebrate that call? I mean, we've all had iconic moments in our lives. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I know when I recently had one of my best moments was wasn't a call, it was an email for me. And I kind of just closed the email and carried on with my day. And later on, when I told my wife about the email, she was like, why are you not more? And I was like, because it just doesn't feel real. So I'm just not accepting it just yet. And I mean, that was about six weeks back and I've only just shared the news recently. So... Yeah, I mean, how, how did you take it? How did you celebrate? Who did, who was the first person you picked up the, the phone to call? And, you know, what, how's the, so, the reaction been? Because obviously you can't tell many people because we're recording this before it's publicly out. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so, yeah, so I got the phone call, but I was, in a, I was in a meeting at the time and I didn't see the phone call until about 
15 minutes after the phone had rang and I just quickly looked at my phone and I, I saw a phone call and I didn't I didn't think anything of it I just responded to the person I said listen I can't chat now can I please phone you after a certain time um call back oh all good we'll chat and then um I actually forgot about it and I only called back about probably 45 minutes after I said I was going to call so I, I because the meeting just went long then got the news and I was actually in my bedroom when it happened um and I was sitting there and I just the phone just happened and I was just I was just staring into open space um and but then I I did I did have a little I shed a little tear because it it finally happened you know you 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 always sometimes you know you dream it but to actually then live live that moment is it's like that that's pretty surreal um my mom and dad were at home at that stage and I just thought well I, listen I can't tell anybody um, because the announcement hasn't been made yet, um, but I, 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 I'm sure I can tell them. So I went to them and I told them, and they saw a smile in my face, and and I think they were they knew that I was obviously waiting. Potentially, obviously after the interview, we were all there were a few of us waiting for whether we'd get this phone call, this email. Um, so I told them, and yeah, it was pretty emotional being with them because obviously they've they've been following my indoor coaching journey ever since I started with the Bull and Fox's PSI franchise many years ago. Um, Keepers, that, that 2008 to 2009. So they've been part of that journey since then. Come to, they've come to watch various tournaments, various... So for them to share them, to share those that news with them in person for the first time was really special and was it was quite emotional, um, especially them knowing the, the struggles that that we'd all gone through and that I'd gone through with challenges with coaching, challenges with teams that I've had to play, celebrations with with, with coming home with gold medals, coming home years where you should have played well and you didn't play well. So yeah, that was a I think that was quite appropriate that they were there um when I got the phone call. Uh it's special to to share it with your parents. Of course you talk about the Boyland Foxes, Bruce Jacobs, a, a big mentor in your life. Um, you know, but who else? Who else has been a big part of your coaching your coaching development your coaching growth um and and just all around your your role in the world of hockey i think one person that that stands out is the former men's coach david joshua um myself and david uh coached against each other since our days at psi he was coaching the Gauteng griffins i was coaching the Boland foxes and we weren't friends at all until we met the very first the day before the tournament started and we'd literally just become friends ever since then. Um, we've shared many things. We used to we used to go to each other and we used to talk. As soon as, before game, we would like, just talk about tactics, talk about various things. After the game, we'd then say, listen, why did you try that? Why did you do this? And we started, over the years, then started challenging our, challenging each other. It's like, AJ, why did you do this? You know you can't do that because of X. And then I would say, no, but I'm doing this because of Y. And, and we, we just shared a close bond and we ended up becoming not accountable to each other, but we started, we started really becoming, um, growing with each other as 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 coaches. I think Bruce Jacobs is also. A, I'm appreciative of Bruce because he phoned me. Jade Hearn was the coach of the Bull and Foxes under 18 girls at that stage, and Jade couldn't carry on. And he phoned me. He said, "Listen, I've got this team. Uh, do you want to coach?" And then I I've just haven't looked back since then. And he's been instrumental in the way that he's um, helped me understand the game i played with him for for a bit of time at pinelands as well we played together in an indoor team we played together in an outdoor team so just learning from from him as well 
um, has been something that that's been really cool. But there's a lot of people, a lot of um, you know, the likes of even like a guy like Pierre Leroux and and Greg Knott, who we share a lot. We talk indoor a lot, and we just share share moments with each other um, about various things. Uh, also, somebody like um, person like David Stott, who's uh, who's in charge of uh, HBC Scotland. Um, we share a lot. I mean, we've we've only known each other for I think two years now. But we become really close in, in, in we share a lot of indoor knowledge. He's an indoor man completely out and out. And he travels to the USA a lot with um, his coaching and, and just, just talking the game with, with people. And I, I think it's, it, it's very difficult to pinpoint one person because I think there's a lot of people that I've come across over the years um, that has helped me along my way. I mean, Lenny obviously is a credit to him for a lot of what he's, um, he's done. Another person is Ryan Pillay. Ryan Pillay was also me ryan and david joshua all coached together and just learning from each other and and challenging each other has really helped me in the game um especially with regards to our knowledge of the game you know we we're always trying to think think two or three steps ahead trying to think well next year we can try this or you know and so there's a lot of people that have helped me along the way and that have been there um supporting uh, me it's very difficult to pinpoint i've probably forgotten someone because there's there's so many people that I that I that have become friends with in the space. Um, so I do apologize if I forgot someone, but there's so many people that have contributed, and every person I've met has contributed a little bit towards my knowledge of the game in indoor. Look, look at you, AJ, trying to cause trouble before you <laughs> just become. But uh, AJ, obviously, one of the the, the center centers of success under Lenny's era was the sponsorship of Spa. There is a three-year contract in place. You know, how glad are you coming into a, a a a situation into a team with such magnificent support on board already? I again, I I can't I can't emphasize enough how how valuable and how appreciative I am, and I think a lot of people are of Spa and what they've done for indoor hockey in this country. Um, for us to be able to do what we did at the World Cup. With Spa as our headline sponsor, with them as the um, one of the main sponsors for the World Cup, it is credit to them for for backing us and for backing the program that we put in place. I'd obviously like to reciprocate that and and make sure that we continue succeeding. I know that there's going to be times where um, we we maybe not going to look as pretty with the hockey that we play on the field for a little bit, but there's always going to be a plan, and and I'm going to continue giving them the support that they deserve. Um, I think walking into the scenario with them, uh, with that sort of backing is is immense. It, it definitely makes the job, at least from, a, from an organizational point of view, a little bit easier where we just have to then focus on making sure that we play the right hockey and play the hockey that we, we know we can play. Um, but we're definitely in a fortunate situation because not many countries even, um, let alone teams in South Africa, let a, a lot of countries are not in the situation that we are in. Um, and it's only fair that we that we put in the hard yards to 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 give back to Spa for, for what they've done for us. And, and for them to to see us through to at least till the next World Cup is, is really, really a, a, a something that we can be really happy of and we're truly grateful and i'm truly grateful to spawn i would love to obviously at some point sit down with them just to just to get their views on 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 what they how they envision um seeing hockey uh going forward so yeah truly grateful for what for what they've 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 done for south africa so far and what they continue to do for the sa hockey team and aj one of the uh the things that uh 
you know has happened in the past is uh, the back backdrop of PSI. Um, is that something you would like to utilize as well going forward? It's definitely a place that we need to um, we need to look at. I think if we if we look at the scenario now, we've got a World Cup, and I'll get back to PSI now. We go at a World Cup in twenty twenty five, and if I'm there or if another coach takes over, the, the, the thing is there is a World Cup in 2028. So we need to be start looking at PSI players at under 16, at an 18 level now already and identifying players that could potentially be playing in the national side. And the more, the sooner we do that, and we, for instance, if we can maybe bring, and one of the things that I would like to try and do is put that under 16, and especially from the ladies' point of view, put that under 16 and under 18 side together, invite them to a, a camp similar to what the Springboks do in, a, in their alignment camps, bring them to a camp where they can all train together with myself and the assistant coaches, the video analysts that we have, and potentially some younger coaches that are coming through the system and align it with what we are doing with the national side at the highest level. So that when those girls finish school and coming towards an IPT or go to university, that they are then aware of the way that we are trying to play, what we are trying to achieve, and then start instilling those values that we are trying to, or those values that we're trying to instill in a national team, that we start doing it at a younger age already. So that we 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 know that when a player comes into the system, there's no, we don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z, that we're ready, we've got them on the right track. We know that they have a, a ability to be there. Um, and I think the sooner we do that, the sooner we start growing the depth of players um, at international level, at national level, that the competition for position becomes stronger because I know that we've got a, an unbelievable, it's actually a scary amount of quality players in South Africa. We really are blessed. And for us to start maximizing that is very, very important. So PSI does become something very important. I mean, I obviously look after the all-star setup for PSI. Um, and so there's a, there's an alignment that we can create there, but it's definitely something I would like to do to get the under 16s and under 18 girls at least together and, and putting them to show that there, there's a future that we are looking towards that. Cause you never know. Some of those, those players might be part of the 2028 squad. They might be part of the 2025 squad. We have no clue how the next, how we, we have a plan, but we have no clue how, how it's going to play out. Um, and and I think using those players who a lot of them have been playing since they're nine, ten years old, you know, and and that's a that's, that's something definitely I want to I want to make use of. And I think um having chats to various people about it, I think it's it's something that we, we need to maximize. AJ, the other thing that needs to be maximized when it comes to indoor hockey is transformation. It is a massive challenge in the sense that if you look at the numbers at IPT. Uh, you know, and the sourcing of talent, uh, as well as PSI, if you look at the numbers coming through, it becomes a challenge. The barriers to entry are a little bit high in those environments. Have you got a clear plan? And, and I don't necessarily need you to, to share it in detail, but uh, is that something you are, are well and truly committed to working towards? Yes, that is something that I'm, I feel strongly about. And it's not the case of just putting people in positions for the sake of it. I, I've, I, I, we've been doing it with Western Province when, when, as when, while I've been the coach of the side. I want to take the game to the community, and when I say that, I look at the amount of municipal venues or municip municipality or council venues that we have, indoor facilities we have around the country. We have quite a lot of them. Um, 
And some of them, yes, might not necessarily be of an indoor indoor hockey standard. A lot of them are used for boxing and squash and or, or badminton and various basketball and various other things. But I do think that we can we can we can do something like that. So one of the things that I would like to do is take the game to cities that we can spread the game out to more people. Now, yes, this might not be a direct way in which we can grow our transformation numbers. But let's say, for instance, we go to, I'm just using an example, go to Kimberley. And we arrive there, we play a series against a certain team, but we arrive there a couple of days early and we hold clinics or we hold um, coach education sessions. I just feel that we, we're not maximizing the amount of time that this, that that we have as national players or national staff. My job as a national staff member is I'm just a custodian of this role. I mean, in 20 years' time or 30 years' time, once if I'm no longer on this earth, this role is going to be with somebody else. And so in the time that I'm here, I need to make sure that I'm using it to the benefit of the country because I am representing my country. So I feel that going to places like that and taking it to areas where that hasn't seen the game of indoor or don't see it often enough is very, very important. Um, no disrespect, and I and I and I love going there, but Durban and Cape Town, and obviously recently Pretoria, has seen most of the indoor hockey on an international level. And yes, it makes sense to have a series in Cape Town, let's say during PSI or wherever. But I think that we do we do need to look at ways, and I have plotted a plan how we can do this, and we just need to obviously tie up a few things. But I think that's one way in which we can do it. Um, I do think that once we start doing that, we we will be able to get um, local municipality if there's financial support extra that we'll need. Or I just feel that there is a huge benefit by doing this, and 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 by that way we start giving players more opportunities. And once we start giving more players more opportunities, then we'll potentially see more people playing the game of indoor hockey, and naturally more players from a transformation. Um, perspective will be able to play because the reality is that you obviously got numbers to meet as as directed by the department of sport and rec and for us to meet those numbers means that for provinces around we need to be able to give them the support and i feel as a head coach i need to filter that down to provincial coaches and then from the provincial coaches they can filter it down into their clubs or their schools um, so that is that is just a, a small, I mean, I've, there's a few others, but that's just a small idea of what we have. Obviously, operationally and logistically, there, there will be challenges, but I do feel that that we can get around some of those challenges um, if we if we start moving, moving forward in a certain way. Uh, one of the big challenges you are going to have, and you, you did allude to this already, you will have to have conversations with Giles, but in his current squad in Korea, there are six of your... 24 in that squad um, and realistically over the next 12 months they're going to be fully focused on outdoor and building towards Paris are you happy that that 24 is enough or would you be looking with uh, your appointed selectors on maybe adding a bit of depth to that considering that there'll be a large unavailability of those outdoor players I think it's obviously listen. It's 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 an arrangement that that Lenny and had with Charles. It was obviously a, a very good arrangement at that point. Um, I feel first of all, I think it's obviously disappointing that some of those players will be missing. Um, naturally, I know he, there's quite a big push for those players to be ready for for the Olympics. Um, I think it's also on the flip side it will be a positive because it means that we will now give more players an opportunity to play for the national side. 
Um, and I feel that there are players that can be that are good enough to be there. I think it will take time for players to get used to playing in the side. So yes, I do think extending the 24 will be something that we'll have to look at once we've obviously plotted or once we've put the two plans side by side to see where certain um where certain um players will be missing. Um so yes, that's something obviously we'll I'll have to have that conversation with the selectors. Um as soon as soon as we can make that decision but i do see i do see both sides i mean i don't obviously want to um i want to obviously give the the players if they if they make selection i want to give the player the, the the outdoor players the opportunity to play i think we also got to look at the potential players that uh, will be missing because of the under 21 world cup um so there's i think there's i think there's five in the squad at the moment um that potentially will be at the under 21 goal. So there's a lot of there are a lot of challenges that we'll look at, but I do see it as a positive to allow us to give players an opportunity um in in an international environment. I mean, but there will still be a, a fair bit of experience alongside that if I look at who's currently in the national in the outer side and who's um just playing internationally at an indoor level, so so I'm quite excited by that. But but there is there is a bit of quite a bit of homework that we'll have to do um, before we before we can make any sort of decision. And another another thing uh, we talk about opportunity. Obviously, uh, the news broke about two weeks ago that Erwin Hanjura has resigned from his role as the Namibian head coach. So a complete new legacy. Will you be looking to continue that relationship, maybe with Zimbabwe, Botswana, you know, utilizing the Southern Africans for test matches? I think it's important that we do. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, Owen, just also credit to him. He's he's done a he's done a serious amount for for that Namibian side, um, and he's 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 definitely put Namibia from an international point of view, he's done really well uh, with them. Um, so whoever takes over, I think I would definitely like to play against a series against them. They are our closest, our closest neighbours. They will be now one of our fiercest competitors on the indoor court. Um, our recent results against them haven't been that great, although we had a good... Uh, uh, I mean, they obviously didn't have the greatest World Cup, um, but they have had better results against us. Um and uh, it's important that we we do play against our lo uh, our, our local neighbours. Zimbabwe and Botswana is also um, a, a, a Botswana not so much, but Zimbabwe is definitely a, a a team that we've played against and would would potentially like to play against them again. Um, so so those are I mean I think we need to we need to keep we are even though we want to play at the highest uh, against foreign teams and against teams in Europe maybe Australia Argentina. We gotta we gotta look after ourselves in, in Africa as well. Um and and it's important for us to have those games against those teams. And of course Africa is set to have two spots at the next World Cup. It uh, only benefits us that uh, those spots would rather be filled with teams that are are prepared and uh up for the challenge. And I mean we've seen uh, Namibia go to two World Cups in a row. Obviously, we'd love to see them do well. Maybe get a, a third spot when South Africa and Namibia both qualify for the semi-finals at the World Cup. Yeah, listen, I don't think that's a that's a. I mean, some people might think that's far fetched, but I don't think it's it's that far fetched. I mean, Namibia's got a great setup. I mean, credit to Shane and Trevor um, in uh, that that look after the the Namibian Hawks franchise and their hockey that they do. Um, 
in in Vincent, they they produce a lot of hockey players that then step up into uh, then their setup, and it's not past reality that they can make that both of us can be in that semi final. It really isn't, and it would be an absolute dream if we can, so that there is a third um, a third team. I think priority from my side is that the the focus will be to win Africa. Um, I, I I think. It, I think a lot of people would think we, we would go into this a little bit more relaxed because there's two spots, but I don't want to be complacent going into an African tournament. The African tournament is is the only other tournament outside of World Cup that we really have that's got ranking points. Well, although the ranking points have changed a little bit. So so it is important for us to make sure that we do really well. But yes, it would be an absolute dream if we can have a third South Africa, a third African team at the World Cup. Yeah, it would be. Uh, how badly do you want uh, the African Cup to become more competitive in terms of other nations competing i think i think it's not for i think it, i think it's something we should i think a lot of african countries need to focus on i think you know if i look at from the the amount of teams are playing at africa and outdoor if we just take them and 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 make smaller teams from them kenya uh ghana egypt uh just to name a few um if they if they produce indoor teams i think they can be highly competitive um, you know, it's, especially Egypt, um, they, they're a tough team to play against on a normal time. Now you put less players on a, on an indoor court with really skillful players, it, it, it will be really difficult to play against them. And I think by doing that, it, it, it helps us as a nation. You know, I think if we look at Argentina's performance in the World Cup now for their, with their men's side, I think that's going to strengthen Southern, the South American um, not necessarily South American competition, but it will strengthen the, the rest of the countries around them. Um, so I think it's very important that we can that we try and push indoor hockey um, because we know what benefit it gives towards the outdoor game. Um, I know fives is something that obviously everybody's pushing for as well. But I do think that that countries can find a space for indoor in their calendars. And if more African teams can take part, it just adds more more strength to the tournament and it, it 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 gives us an opportunity to compete at a high level instead of traveling to uh, you know very far away to 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 against teams that are playing indoor a lot more often than what we are yeah absolutely look and we love it um namibia south africa series they used to be a very one-sided series they're not anymore and you know so much more enjoyable for the fan and also a better preparation for the players yeah, I think also, I mean, the I look at the, the Namibian series that we just had in last October, um, pre-World Cup. We obviously still had 14 players in in the squad um, and we were rotating players around, but we were doing that because we needed to obviously give everybody equal opportunity to try and pick the correct team for the World Cup. There were sacrifices we made. And that was a really, really tough series. I think everybody was was mentally drained after it. Um, we we deservedly, well, well, Namibia deservedly won that series. And it 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 showed that the that you know in the past people would look at Namibia and say, oh, that's an easy result. Now it's not. You know, now you like you arrive there and you're like, you know you you have a massive fight on your hands to get any sort of result against them. And that's just how Namibians have been. I mean, playing against the Namibian Hawks at PSI, they just they just fight from start to finish and they grind out results. They tough as nails and, and it shows at, at, at international level. And it will be fascinating to see what their, their change is going to be like as well um, going forward. 
um, obviously with Irwin not there anymore and and the changes that they'll make. So it will be fascinating to see. And 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 I will be honest, I'm I'm looking forward to a to a battle against them. Um, hopefully in the next couple of months that 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 we can have because uh, it's it's both teams, new coaches, potentially a, a whole host of new players, given challenges here and there. Um, so it is very exciting. It is exciting, AJ. Uh, before our, our power completely disappears, um, <laughs> what what is your closing thought and what is your your call to the supporters of South African hockey? Um, I just I, I would first of all like to thank the supporters that have that have supported us over the years and 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 to not stop. I mean, I think the girls have always appreciated, love it, getting messages, getting getting little WhatsApps, Instagram posts. Um, from the supporters. So we, we thank the supporters for what they've given. We ask the supporters to keep backing us um, and to, to to keep being there for us because the supporters drive us 24-7 when we get to these tournaments, we get to test series. Um, I'm looking forward to the challenge. It's going to be a really difficult challenge and it's going to be different in the sense that there's so many different moving parts happening. There's, there's like we said, there's there's Olympics coming up. There's an Africa Cup. There's a World Cup in 2025, potential World Cup in 2025. So many different things going on. And we just ask the team, we ask the supporters just to keep backing us, whether whether things go well or things don't go well, um, just to stay with us. I'm, I'm very excited for the journey. I'm very excited for what we have got planned. But I know that it's going to be one heck of a task to to put this all together and to make sure that we we... We are, we are a well-oiled machine um, over the next couple of years. Um, and yeah, very excited to be working. And, and again, truly honored and privileged to be given this role because uh, for me, this is one of the, probably one of the greatest hockey achievements. It's probably, it's the greatest hockey achievement I've ever had um, to be to be announced as a, as a head coach of a national team and a team that I've worked so closely with and, and, and in an industry that I've worked, worked so, so closely in. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited, and uh, and again, I, I echo what I said earlier about Tuleni. Just to thank you to him, and I wish him well for for his his journey forward. Um, no doubt, we'll still see Lenny on the side of the field, and myself and Lenny will definitely have more more chats over the years to come. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the journey ahead, and and I'm truly thankful and grateful that um, SA Hockey sees it fit that they've that they've given me the role. Well, you have the support of Hockey the Podcast. I promise you, you'll have the support of the players and the coaching <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. and, and the, the, the supporters. So uh, it's now time to just uh, get this announcement out. By the time, obviously, everybody listens to this, it will be announced. Yeah. And uh, get your hands dirty and get the work underway. So good luck, AJ. That's yeah. all really there is left to say. Yeah, Tyron, thank you very much. And yeah, I appreciate it. We look forward to the journey, Ed. Uh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen, the head coach of Spa South Africa Indoor Hockey Women, the sixth best team in the Indoor Hockey game in the world with plans on moving even up. It's going to be a cool journey and we will make sure you hear it all here on Hockey the Podcast. <laughs>